0: Welcome everyone for another episode of the weekly Intrepid Spirit Huddle. You know, we have a huge, amazing global community out there, and we are excited to do our part to keep people connected, make new connections, and provide a few minutes of uplift in your day. Programming note, huddles have earmuff moments, so be warned or excited. Now let's hop right into it with our hosts, Dill and Susan.
1: Welcome to the Intrepid Spirits Huddle. This topic for today is quite a big one. It's called leadership. And we could talk a whole podcast on leadership, right, Dale?
2: Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
1: So let's start off. um, One of your favorite leadership quotes, and it really gets to the basics of leadership, is about followership. And um, our dear friend Coleman Ruaz shared with us, before you can lead yourself or others, You must firstly learn to follow. Dale, tell me a little bit about what that means.
2: Well, followership, as I understand it, followership is to set your own bar, right? So gee whiz, uh, uh, I'm a track star and I want to run a 12 minute, 100 meter dash. Great. Perfect. You know, it's. How do I say this right? You set your own bar, and it's not for us to judge that, right? Yeah. Uh, and that that's a really critical thing. We were laughing the other day. We were talking to a bunch of ski racing guys. I, you know, as you know, as a ski racer, and Bob Axtell, our coach, made us run a five minute mile. And, you know, it's like, oh my God. Five minute miles is pretty fast for you know old you know for anybody but it's 440 yards every 75 seconds plan the work work the plan and I'll never forget I just broke it but I you know first, first quarter I did like a 68 then I did a 70 then I did a 73 and I think the last one I did like a 78 to just break the five minute barrier. And I think that's what you have to think about as we followership is lead ourselves, get our own plan. And how do we do that? And I, uh, you know, Coleman uh, was the one that taught me that and was a, I think a pretty cool thing yeah, no, actually. It's,
1: it's pretty insightful actually. and. But, you know, let's go back, you know, uh, leadership has been around forever, right? I mean, everybody's had some kind of leader in their life. And you have an ad that you really like to share about a leader from the past.
2: Oh, yeah, of course. Men wanted hazardous journey, small wages, bitter cold, long months of darkness, Constant danger, safe return, doubtful. Honor and recognition in case of success.
1: Do you think many people showed up for that ad?
2: Yeah, man. <laughs> we had like, they said, I, I know, they said hundreds of people showed up on the dock in London uh, for Ernest Shackleton's ad. It was one of the times. And these guys, what he was looking for was, Experienced people right? that they, right. had been there before. They shared the vision and the enthusiasm for exploration, which is scary because that, that that's scary. And who wouldn't flinch at menial tasks like cleaning out the bowels of a ship, right? And though, most importantly, those that had expertise that he lacked, right?
1: Right, yeah, no. Because, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, he was, you know.
1: You know, I think great leaders, you know, you look at a lot of people and, um, you know, we can't all be brilliant at everything. I mean, I think sometimes that's the challenge for people that are pretty brilliant and understanding that, you know, other people may approach things differently than them, but that they're not the only one that can do whatever it is right, right? And so- I think true leaders are the ones that realize, you know, to put a diverse group of people around them and to enhance and supplement the skills that that, that leader may not have. Um, and I think that some of the better leaders being comfortable with other people may be a little bit better at them in some areas. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think as a leader, Shackleton was pretty insightful in how he selected his men, right? Made sure they had the experience so they could do the job, had the skills made sure that they weren't afraid of getting dirty, if you will, of you know doing the small tasks as well as the big tasks, um, making sure they bought into his vision. It kind of goes with poise, right? At the very end of poise, what does it say?
2: Trust in the mission.
1: Yeah, so you don't trust in the mission, then don't do it. And then, you know, making sure for those skills that he didn't have, um, that they had. And maybe he should have gotten somebody with a little bit more planning skills. What happened on his journey? <laughs>
2: Well, they they kind of yeah <laughs> it, it it turned out kind of weird right so sailing down there out of Argentina down to the South Pole and they got frozen in the ice right so they they left probably a week two weeks too late
1: yeah they should and, have right, they, they,
2: they, you can't ever tell the wind and you know they're remember that these guys are on sailboat so it's like kind of harder to get there on time so to speak but uh
1: so Dill, how did they survive i mean they got stuck on the ice most people would have given up and probably died but it was over a year maybe almost two years that they got stuck so how did how so they're did, on how the they ice survive?
2: no they're on ice for a year right but, but here's what you know here's what happens shackleton's way right and i think that it's really really important to understand he led with you know, intelligence. Now, that said, how smart were you? You left too late, okay? But he really thought things through. He led with strength, inner strength, right? He gave his guys inner strength. Um, (laughs) He led with compassion. You think about that, right? As you're out there and you're doing things, compassion, he cared about his guys. He led with generosity. Um, the funniest story here is people always said, "Oh, Dill, you're full of baloney. But so every day, every Saturday they would play a football match on the ice flow, Right? Two teams. And all week long, they could yell and scream and give each other, you know, uh, talk trash to each other. And then the team that won could, you know, celebrate, but what does every ship captain always have? Well, Joshua had a ton of rum in his cabin and every you know every uh, sorry it was not rum that's what the the uh, caribbean pirates had he had scotch and he put it in his cabin and he would let everybody after the game have some whiskey and everybody thought that oh dill you're full of baloney blah blah hey go look it up when they, when they finally got saved, they put it in a cabin and just like 20 or 30 years ago. I
1: don't even think that long ago. They but they found, found that they thing, found his, his whiskey the, the whiskey in a cabin whatever. and
2: you know, yeah. in Antarctica. So a little bit of whiskey so,
1: helped them get along the way. Get a so, long way away, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so to recap, he led with strength, both physical and mental, right? They had to be strong to get through it, but they had to be mentally strong as well. And the way he kept them physically strong were through these soccer matches. Right, right, like, right, right, right. yeah. Soccer? And then he was generous. He shared his whiskey. That was pretty generous, you know, when you had not sure how long your food and stuff was going to last. And then compassion, because I'm sure there are times that people are really willing to give up. And he didn't But they always
2: them. wanted to give up. And it's really relevant now because I think people are giving up during this our whole covid thing
1: right yeah. so it's
2: really you know so as a leader you
1: gotta have compassion for that Know yeah. so that people are gonna go through some ebbs and flows and then humor you know humor is important for a lot of things in life right and so make sure we're always spreading joy and laughter sometimes i know i do take life way too personal or too serious um i'll never forget in high school my cheerleading coach was like susan our goal is to get you to not be so serious about everything so Um, And then intelligence, you know, thinking through the decisions and the consequences of those decisions. So I think those are lessons we can all take to today. But, you know, we're in uh, Black History Month this month, it's February. And, um, you know, there's a lot of talk about Martin Luther King, Jr. And he had some really, really interesting leadership qualities as well that he shared. Dale, you want to share a few of those?
2: I would. But before I do that, I would like to just, once you learn to follow, you learn to lead yourself and only you can set that height of that bar. And I don't want to leave off on that, but that's really important. But Martin Luther King is unbelievable. How about this one? Do not sugarcoat reality. I'm not going to read the, I I want you to think about that. Right.
1: Well, you know, Dill, when we had ignition, people used to question, you know, that didn't know us and know our company. You know, we let our team know when we were having a good financial <clears throat> quarter or year and we let them know when like, oh, my gosh, we better start praying a little bit harder. Right. Right. Um, and people wondered why we were so honest with our team. But I mean, we always if we were in it as a team and people needed to know where we were. No, and,
2: abs- absolutely.
1: And celebrate together or figure out how to fix it together.
2: Absolutely. Engage the heart. The heart of the matter is a matter of the heart. You know, Martin Luther King was a brilliant guy. He got us to think, right? And and by the way, we could probably end on this, but thinking is really hard work. Do not accept. Well,
1: Jill, let's don't have to oh. engage the heart. I mean, you know, that's that's an interesting thing. You know, great leaders are able to get people to buy into and follow their vision, right? Um, and a lot of times, how do you get that? And it's to engage the heart. I mean, you just see weird, like we work. I mean, there's a lot of wrong that happen in the great book to read, by the way, is Billion Dollar Loser. But because the guy, you know, he had did a lot of things wrong, but as a leader, he convinced these people they were changing the world and they worked ungodly hours. They Mm -hmm. didn't get paid that well. It didn't end up well for them. They didn't get the big payout, the big stock, not yet anyway, but he engaged their hearts. He knew how to get them to believe in something bigger than themselves. So I think that that is important. I mean, there's a sad statistic out there that about only 20% of people worldwide are engaged in their work, that they really are engaged and love what they do. And it's because of a lot of leaders are getting their teams to really buy into what they're doing. Right.
2: And that has. that's why they call it, that's why they call them jobs. Right. Which is really sad. Um all
1: right, we can go to the next one now. <laughs> you have permission.
2: Okay, yes, ma'am. Do not accept the status quo, right? If you do, you gonna fall behind, right? Well, and you to- gotta, you gotta constantly push. Forward. Well,
1: And we talked about, you know, last night, in fact, we were talking about innovate as a leader with a group of University of Georgia athletes and we're going through a massive amount of change right now that's been forced on us. But even when change is not forced on us, are you really leading if things are still the same in two years? Have you really led anywhere?
2: No, not really.
1: No, you got to embrace you know? change. You got to um, push.
2: Yeah, and then next was call people to act up to their highest standard really really hard um
1: who's highest
2: standard that's the key word yeah well their, you're you or their the highest high right standards. so that's a hard yeah. one and then you're, you're 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 refused to settle right so if you're acting to your highest standard you've got to keep digging you know it's you've got to keep digging in in today's world what I think this really means for us is we have to start to love each other. Our highest standard should be to love each other and to refuse to settle for anything less than caring for our neighbor, neighbor if you will.
1: Well, I think we've got to where, you know, we're, we're pretty negative. You know, we, we ah. see somebody and we, we expect their worst versus expecting their best. So I think we definitely need to do some mind shifts on how we approach people and in life in general, but that's a whole nother topic. We'll we'll keep moving yeah. on leadership.
2: So today. you know, let's let's create a vivid picture of tomorrow.
1: Yeah, us set the vision. A vision right a vision's into. critical yeah. and
2: create a sense of urgency. We gotta get there. Hello, people. We gotta move, you know, we gotta get going. Um And then I think, you know, there's a couple others here that are more gillisms. But I think the most important piece, uh, as we wrap up, is a great quote from Dolly Parton. Who would ever think? If your actions create a legacy that inspires others to dream more, learn more, do more and become more than you are an excellent leader. As Dolly Parton. I think that is a, a pretty uh, awesome think, thing you, you wouldn't think that Dolly would say. Well,
1: she's a pretty amazing, um, she's, you know, the more you learn about Dolly Parton, she's a pretty amazing human being. Uh, I think she is. And what she's done. And so that goes, you know, you can't look at blondes and think they're all ditzy, right? (laughs) Um, But it's, yeah, you know, it's repeated again. So people really can, uh, you know, soak it in. If your actions create a legacy that inspires others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, then you are an excellent leader. Mm. And, you know, there's um, all kinds of people having There's books and just all kinds of stuff on leadership. But one of the groups that we've run into, and a good friend of mine, Jennifer McCullum, is the CEO of Linkage, and they really focus on purposeful leadership, and um, you know, they really started out as helping, being a coach for C-suite individuals, but through that, they did 360-degree assessments, and they've collected just over the last 20, 30 years, just 100,000 plus data points and really has been able to look at leadership from a very analytical standpoint mm-hmm. to determine what are the commitments in common that leaders have that are successful leaders. And they're, they're, they're judged that by their people that are above them, below them, right beside them. And they're purposeful about it. And they came with five five uh, commitments and inspire. And that's you know when we all go, oh, of course, leaders are inspirational, they're charismatic, they get mm-hmm. people to follow mm-hmm. them. And so that's probably one of the easier, but even quiet people, right, can inspire. You don't have to be charismatic. Engage, that's the one we're talking about where you gotta get others, you gotta get people to engage in what they're doing. And that's where I think a lot of people fall down. Innovate actually they say it's one of the harder ones that it's easy to just be complacent until like COVID came and it forced you to have to, to change and achieve. Of course you gotta achieve stuff or you're not a, a leader. But the final one being become and that's all about being a continuous learner always about becoming the best that you can be always striving to be that best and so it's very similar though if you look at what dolly said you know it's inspire inspire dream dream learn become do more achieve right become more innovate so everybody can say it in different ways but it really is pretty simple how to be a great leader and Jill, I know there's another uh, quote that, that you really like to help bring it to yeah, life. There's a people. couple
2: yeah. things I, I would share with you as we finish off. And the biggest one is, is not a quote, it's leaders need to continue to seek knowledge, to learn, to assess, grow. And I got to tell you, thinking is really, really hard work. And you need to do that. All right? And then there's a couple quick uh, quotes I'd lay on you. One is, the gardener cannot actually grow tomatoes, squash, or beans. He or she can only foster an environment in which the plants grow. That's Stanley McChrystal, who was a general, uh, four-star general. Um, interesting, uh, I think it's an interesting thought if you really think well, about well, you that.
1: Know, and that's the engaged part. I think one of the harder things as a leader is really knowing how to develop others, to help develop others. I mean, the others have to take a responsibility for it, but you need to create that environment, you know, so you think of it as a plant. I don't actually demand the tomato to grow, right? right? No, you, you can't. Foster it. You make sure it's yeah. got the right soil, the right environment, the right Water. Um, the right water the right fertilizer the right love right um you got to make sure it's in the right location you know. so so i think that's a really great analogy to think of how you can foster and help others
2: oh i i think it's, i think it's really grow. great and i think that we all know this one dill talks about it all the time you'll know when you're a leader when you're in the foxhole of life and you care about People in the foxhole with you more than yourself. And I think that's a really, Coleman uh, taught me that, but I think it's a really, really uh, phenomenal thought to think about. And it gives you a lot to think about because, you know, we're all in those meetings and things in life um, where it's easy to throw somebody, quote, under the bus, right? And you'll know you're a leader when you do not even think about throwing somebody under the bus. So, hey, I hope this was a good, a fun time.
1: Yeah, very quick. Like I said, leadership, you can do books and a whole podcast for years on leadership. But I think we overcomplicate things sometimes. Oh,
2: absolutely.
1: And so it's really about... Um, of, of thinking of the basics. and I really think the caring part are what really oh, makes great so leaders. important.
2: Great leaders will absolutely accomplish their objectives. They will take care of each and every one of their people. That is an incredible uh, quote. Um, I think it came from a, a marine, I'm not sure. Uh, for sure positive but it's a great uh, uh, thought because that's what leaders do they take care of their people
1: awesome well thanks still and we hope everybody learned a little bit and is inspired to become that great leader because quite frankly we're always growing and learning so we're not gonna get there I don't think but we can progress toward it and get better and better have a great day and we'll see you at Again, one
2: day soon on the intrepid spirits huddle bye for now
0: thank you for joining the huddle today and be sure to check out the intrepid spirits huddle facebook group for ongoing updates and information we love to hear your feedback and welcome any suggestions you may have on topics you'd like to hear us cover in the future don't forget to nominate your intrepid spirits positive human energy spotlight recommendations on our website at www.mcwarderdriscoll. Dot com. And finally, if you ever want to have a live chat with Dylan, Susan, or other intrepid spirits, please join the chat on Mondays at noon Eastern. You could find that link on the Intrepid Spirits Huddle Facebook page. We're looking forward to our next episode of the Intrepid Spirits Huddle, and until then, make it a great day.